welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo. We specialize in author interviews, audiobook, and podcast production, as well as the prestigious Firebird Book Awards and the Positive Change Podcast Awards. We also feature our fun and short podcast that allows authors to record their own writing tip to share on our very own Boom Bang Oh My Gosh Wow podcast. And you can find this along with the rest of our offerings at speakuptalkradio.com. A happy day for me. I am thrilled to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. She is Leslie Ferguson, and her winning book is titled When I Was Her Daughter. Leslie says, I started writing poetry in college as a way to deal with troubling emotions and traumatic memories from my childhood. In graduate school, I was more courageous, and I wrote scenes from memory, trying to recapture the mood of much of my life with a mentally ill parent. During the day, I taught high schoolers about literature. In the evening, I studied and wrote, eventually amassing more than 200,000 words about my journey from homelessness and foster care to safety and love. Those words, critiqued, edited, and rewritten countless times, have come to shape the memoir I am proud to share with the world. I write about love, loss, and the consequences of trauma with an emphasis on healing and hope. Currently, I work in the publishing industry, helping others achieve their dreams of putting amazing stories into readers' hands. You can tell we have lots to talk about today. Welcome to the network, Leslie. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. I'm happy that you're here, and congratulations on winning the Firebird Book Award. Thank you so much. That was a very exciting day. <laughs> I love that. Everybody is just waiting. In fact, I even had a couple people email me the day before. What time are you going to announce? I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. We learn to be very patient, right? But sometimes it's, it's challenging. We want to know. Well, anyway, I, I announced it a day early. I thought, I'm ready. Let's not make anyone wait any longer. So. <laughs> All righty, we've got a short interview today, so I want to dig in. Before we take a peek into your book, your debut memoir, and I kind of alluded to some of it during your bio intro, why did you decide to write this? I decided to write it because a lot of people kept saying, you know, you should write a, sto- a book. Your story is is incredible, and it was nagging at me. You know, it wasn't like I wrote it because other people said I should. It was something that just kept coming out in little bits and pieces, first in poetry. And then I thought, you know what? I think I have to get this out of me because it it won't leave me alone. So, um, you know, years and years of drafting and working in critique groups and organizing um, and finally got it into good enough shape that I, I felt like it was it was ready. And um, I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad. Very cathartic, I'm sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, then give us a peek. Yeah. So um, this is a true story based on my experience as a, a child first living with my schizophrenic mother and my brother. And we are at her mercy, and she believes that the government is after us and they're going to do horrible things to us. So she is trying to protect us from these horrible things. And in her mind, one of the things that she comes up with or that she decides or voices tell her um, she can save us is she tries to kill us herself. So 
you know, we're in danger a lot with her. And at the same time, I'm trying to win her love. And so it's always this battle of, I don't think mom is right. I don't think she, I don't think we're safe. But then again, what other choice do I have? So, you know, eventually we are removed from custody. And then the journey doesn't really improve. It just changes. And one thing about my story that um, I, I found interesting was originally I wanted to end it with a question mark, you know, where the reader wouldn't know what happened to the kids. And I received a lot of feedback saying that, you know, take all of these words and condense them into one story. So this story actually continues past the point of, you know, not understanding what's going to happen to the kids and then we're thrust into foster care and separated. My brother and I are separated. And then my life kind of takes its own path from there. And I meet someone who steps in and does the uh, the unexpected and really changes my life for the better. And that comes with its own fears and questions and guilt and, you know, learning how to be in a world when you're essentially ripped away from all you know, and now you have to be someone different, someone in a, a different world, a different life, a different family. So the book deals with a lot of those kinds of challenges and being in foster care and dealing with adoption and um, things like that. So it does have an upturn ending. It does have a hopeful ending, which I think a lot of readers do want to know up front because they're hesitant to read something about so much trauma and just awful things potentially happening to children. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I can't even imagine writing this, Leslie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how you managed to do that. There had to have been moments where you just couldn't. Absolutely. There were periods of time, months, even years where I didn't I didn't write. I didn't try. I didn't want to focus on it. And then I would be journaling and these ideas would come out and I would always be kind of pressing myself. Like, gotta get back to that book. Like, if you're going to write it, you have to write it. And I think I wanted to keep denying everything that had happened because that's how I cope. You know, I just pushed it, stuffed it so far down and tried to be this brave, happy girl, and I became really good at school and really good at sports, and I just tried to live this new life that I had and denied everything. And I had a therapist at one point who told me that I would never heal unless I faced the fact that I had a horrible childhood. And I looked her right in the face, and I was like, but everybody has a a bad childhood, right? Everybody has something. Mine wasn't that big of a deal. it, you know, it's what it is. And she basically spent, I don't know how many sessions after that, trying to prove to me that I was wrong and that I needed to acknowledge the truth. And I was working for her, with her for over a year before I finally opened up and cried. And that was like a breakthrough moment. And from then on, I was able to kind of pour myself into this book more regularly. And it was hard. It was hard to, to be separate from it, you know, like you, you have to relive it to go into such detail and write about it. And then 
you put it away and you go about your day and I had to go teach my high schoolers and, you know, try to have a life. But I knew that it was something that I wanted to do and I needed to do. And, um, I mean, it took almost two decades. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. What about your brother? Has he read the book? Are you still estranged? He has read the book. Mm -hmm. He and I are very close. He, um, you know, in a, in a sense, gave me permission mm-hmm. to share my story and asked me to not share any of his story. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe he's not in the book as much as some readers would like. They would want to know more about him. Right. He is okay. We both made it out alive. When I graduated from college, I reached out to him. And this was after years of kind of like not even really welcoming him into my life. I was trying to live a separate life from him, and he represented my past, and I was trying to have a future and move forward. And finally, I just kind of reached out, and he accepted me into his life again. And this was in, like, 1996, and we've been so close, and I am so grateful for him. He is a light in my life, and he's so amazing and beautiful. Oh, I just got chills. I'm happy. I'm so happy that that you were reunited and that you can have that relationship now. Wow, yeah. what, what a story! I can imagine the types of feedback that you get from this book because there's so many folks that are that are in this situation or have been or know people that maybe are afraid to verbalize it or talk about it, and then to see you come out with it, it probably empowers them as well. You know, I hope so. I'm, I feel like I'm still trying to find my audience, but one thing that I hear a lot from readers that I am really proud of is that the book is so visceral and it's so descriptive that they feel like they're immersed in in the story. And someone most more recently said to me that, you know, memoirs for her often are like, Somebody else is telling you a story of what happened. But she said that for with my memoir, she felt it in her body. Ooh. And that was like one of the biggest compliments as a memoirist that I could receive. Wow. And I, I want my readers to experience the, the journey so that they can feel it and know it beyond just seeing it as a story that somebody went through. Right. Well, right. I mean, that's... Th- that's really the only way to experience something is when it touches you inside and is not just a word word that you're reading uh, when when you can feel it. And that's the hallmark of a good writer. Hmm. Thank you. I think that's why I responded to that compliment so, so well, you know, mm-hmm. and um, because when you put a book out there, you don't know, you know that you wrote it, you hope that it's going to speak to readers, but then the book belongs to the reader and you don't have any control over it. You have to just like, let it go. It's like, you know, sending your child off to school. Mm -hmm. No, you can't be with them all the time. You have to just let it have a life of its own. And what's always fascinating is that each reader. Oh, kind of soaks in the book based on their own lens. So it's not exactly what you put out there either. Right. Yes. How they interpret it Uh or how they respond to it. Mm -hmm is based on so many factors, many of which you, you don't even know. You can't predict this. Right. And, um, you know, I always tell my 
writers that I work with that they cannot write a book that's for everybody. No book is for everybody, and, and it shouldn't be because then it loses its own identity. It loses its soul. And so to write a book that speaks to you, that has been crafted to the best of your ability, gives an experience to a reader, you know, that's a very, I mean, I I tell people who are writing, like, that is a brave thing. And to get your story out there is one of the best things you can do for yourself if you want that. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I've done this, sometimes I look at my, my book and I'm just like, wait, this is my, like, I wrote this book. I made this. I made this happen. <laughs> and I still can't believe it sometimes. And speaking of looking at your book, your cover speaks to you before you even open the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the mm-hmm. little the little faded and, and two little children holding your mom's hand. It's just, oh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I get chills thinking of that, too. So I want to tell you about this cover. Um, my publisher guided me to this cover because she said that pictures, covers with pictures, her memoir really speak to her. And I was kind of in the other camp because I've seen a lot of covers that didn't speak to me and a lot of them were what covers that had pictures. But, and I don't have a lot of pictures from my childhood with my biological mom, but I had this one and I started thinking, you know what, with the idea of what the book is about and this picture, it just spoke to me. So this picture was taken the day of the opening scene in the book, which is the day we were at Seal Beach and we were with my aunt who took the photo. And the four of us were just swept out to sea in, in, by the undertow. And we, I, we were drowning and I remember drowning. And some stranger just pulled us out one by one and saved us that day. And so this picture to me is meaningful for so many reasons. And when I look at it and I see that it was my mom and my brother and their heads are turned toward each other. And my mom is holding my hand, but I'm looking at the ocean, looking at the horizon and this rip that goes between me and my mom is very symbolic. And, um, I just, I love the cover so much. And I, I want everybody to love it as much as I do. And, I think that it couldn't have been a different cover for this book, but it absolutely had to be this cover because it represents so much um, of this being together but separate, mm-hmm. of needing to be with my mom but also needing to be away from her, of needing her love but also looking forward to the future, to what's next, and that includes hope. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you for mentioning the cover. I I'm so happy with it. On first glance, before you know what the book is about, you get that sense of trust that here's these two little children holding their mother's hands as they venture out into the water. Yes. And then once you read the, the beginning of the first chapter, well, then that changes as well. So it's, again, kind of a juxtaposition of reality and what you want it to be. It's just, it's, it's a perfect cover. Thank you. I think before everything went bad, you know, this is before she had her first major psychotic break while we were in her custody. Um, we were, 
moving along and for all intents and purposes, things were fine and we had a, a fine, you know, um, a fine life. Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was just fine, you know? I am so happy that you shared this book with us. I really am. It's just, it's haunting. It's just a beautiful book. I hope folks get a copy of it. And with that in mind, then as we begin to wrap up, I want to first make sure we're not missing anything. And uh, then if you would share any contact information. Sure. Um, I just encourage people to to get it and read it and, and share it if it resonates with them. And I hope my book finds whoever needs it at any given time. And I would like to encourage other people who have stories that are deep in their bodies to use writing as a way to heal, to move toward healing. Absolutely. Thank you. And then share where we can find out more about you and get copies of your book. Sure, thank you. Um, my website is leslieferguson.author.com. There's a lot of information on there. There are purchase links on there. My book is available from Amazon, Barnes Noble. It's available wherever digital books are sold, on like Apple Books and um, Scribd and Overdrive and all of those places. All right, we're speaking with Leslie Ferguson, and her winning book is titled When I Was Her Daughter. And you can find out more at Leslie's website, leslieferguson.author.com. Leslie, you are a gift. I so appreciate meeting you. I appreciate reading your book and now sharing you with the rest of the world. Thank you for today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and all that you do for for authors and in the world. And I'm just so happy to be here. So this has made my day. Thank you.